BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement. Mine's a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and it is November, guys. We have survived to the month of November. Everybody be proud. Just be proud of yourself. Anyways, this month what we are talking about is uh, the history of the modern witchcraft movement, the history of modern witchcraft. And I say we, and I mean we, because this episode is actually a panel from Crit WitchCon 2022. Uh, it's an annual um, virtual convention put on by the Critical Thinking Witches Collective, and they were kind enough to have me on and kind enough to let me repurpose the uh, contents of the panel uh, that I was on as an episode of the show. Obviously, it's too late to sign up for Crit WitchCon 2022. They've even close the recording pre-registration for that but if you're interested in maybe attending next year you can find more information at criticalthinkingwitches.com i'll put the url up on screen on the video version i'll link it down in the show notes for the audio version and uh yeah it's you should you should consider checking them out anyways this is a panel moderated by alex Reck, uh, the creator of uh brain scan the zine and also on the panel besides myself is Brina Garen, friend of the show, and Lazi Stardust, super friend of the show. Uh, we're all friends. Super, super friends. So what I'm going to do now is uh, send us back in time where I'm going to toss it to Alex, and they are going to immediately toss it back to me. <laughs> but we're going to... This will be a fun transition. To Alex, to me, to everyone. To, here we go! <laughs> So this is going to be our panel on the modern history of modern witchcraft. Um, I'm going to introduce the people and then I'm going to give you kind of a discussion of like what I hope to get out of this. Um, so we have Trey Dorn, who has been a practicing Wiccan witch for over 25 years. Every month they host the podcast BS Free Witchcraft, where they attempt to take a critical eye towards the myths of the modern witchcraft movement. We also have Brina Garen, the host of Hex Positive podcast, and her breakout work, Grove Daughter Witchery, has been hailed by the online pagan community as a new standard text for beginner witches. And Lossy Stardust is a witchy history nerd, part ADHD, chaotic goose, um, witch, and part-time co-host of the Stardust Sessions on Hex Positive out of the GMT time zone. Um, so we've all had some sort of interactions with each other before, so I think this is going to be a riotous good time. Um, the way that I was describing this, the way that I was describing this uh, workshop is the fact that we're talking about the modern witchcraft movement. This is the fact that a lot of when we talk about the history of witchcraft, we talk <laughs> we talk about um, people who are accused of witchcraft or people who were actually just folk magic practitioners who did would never identify themselves as being called a witch. Um, so we're going to kind of talk about when people started identifying and then we're going to talk about certain points along history. And then from there, we're going to talk about modern witchcraft movement now contemporary and how media and how that's reflective and what we have arrived at from what we have has been created before us. And uh, Trey is going to start us out first. Yeah, I'm going to kick us off. All right. So obviously as um, uh, historical practitioners of witchcraft, 
did not practice witchcraft. Historical practitioners of folk magic would have never called themselves witches. That is a term that was, you know, reclaimed in the 20th century. But how we got there is kind of a weird mess. And so I'm going to give... So the modern witchcraft movement starting in the 1950s, really, but there's about 130 years of setup that I'm going to try to get through within five minutes if someone was willing to time me. All right. All right. So this whole mess starts out in the 1820s with this guy, Karl Ernst Yarke. He's a criminal law professor in Germany, not a historian, a criminal law professor. And he gets this wild idea. He's like, what if the witch trial witches were like real and shit? Anyways, fringe theory, no real thing. But in the 1930s, this guy, Franz Josef Mohn, goes like, oh, my God, maybe he's right. And like they were like a weird cult worshiping Hecate and Dionysus coming up to, into Germany. Like they weren't like German pagans. They were like this whole other thing. Fringe idea. No one's taking this seriously. Like there are a couple other people who keep carrying it on, but it's like weirdos on the edge, not mainstream academia. Anyways, also in the late 19th century, we also have this whole spiritualism movement taking off and the, ri West, the, the rise of Western occultism and all that nonsense, you know, like Blavatsky, you know, blah, blah, Blavatsky, mother of theosophy. There was a cat that really was gone. Anyways, back to the witch cult. In the late 18, like 1899, Charles Leland publishes this book, Aradia, The Gospel of the Witches. He claims he was told about things by this woman named Madalena, who was part of an ancient cult of witches that kept going on. Anyways, complete and utter bullshit and mostly made up, but, you know... He publishes it anyways. And then you get into like Margaret fucking Murray. And that's how you pronounce her name. <laughs> Margaret fucking Murray gets into this shit in like and publishes The Witch Cult in Western Europe in 1921. This actually sells pretty well and gets invited to rewrite the entry for witchcraft in the Encyclopedia Britannica in 1929. And all of this is backdrop because then, so we got the spiritual movement happening, a radio has been published, and you get this lady, Dorothy Clutterbuck, starts the New Forest Coven in New Forest, England, and she's like doing a remix Rosicrucianism, but she's calling herself a witch and she's calling her group witches. We don't know exactly when that group was founded, but when Gerald Gardner wanders his ass in in 1939, he goes, I love this shit. And anyways, Clutterbuck's like, this is a secret. We're a secret cult. The whole point of a secret witch cult is this is a fucking secret. Gerald Gardner, he's one of the cool kids. He doesn't use one, but he needs everyone to know he's one of the cool kids. So anyways, in like... 1946, he like fucks off to start his own group in Bricketwood, and he takes Edith Woodford Grimes, also known as Daffo, with him in 46. And they, and uh, Daffo's the high priestess, Gardner's high priest, and this is where Wicca kind of gets started because he's like, I don't like that stuff they were doing in New Forest. I'm gonna make up my own shit. Claim that's even older. You know, it'll all make sense. All right, so. Gardner, in an attempt to spread his version of witchcraft, includes a fictional version in his novel High Magic Aid in 1949 because he's got to publish it fictionally because witchcraft's still kind of illegal. Like, not throw you in jail illegal, but cause you big fines and get you socially ostracized illegal. Anyways, in like 1951, the laws change and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm writing my, my real book. And uh, Daffo's like, no, no. Edith Whitford Grimes is like, uh, again, secret fucks off, gets the hell out of there. And he publishes Witchcraft Today, <laughs> which, by the way, contains a preface by Margaret fucking Murray, because she's like, here we are. We found my witch cult. We found him. And anyway, so that's how we get to the beginning of idiots calling themselves witches, which leads to the four of us sitting here. That's that's the beginning of the modern witchcraft movement. Did I get it? Did did anybody? I did. It was under five well, minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Penny's okay. She's fine. United I did not States, Canada, that. Mexico, Panama. <laughs> I did not practice that. That so. was beautiful. <laughs> oh, that was a thing of beauty. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was. <laughs> so, so from there, what what do you think is the next major thing that happened? Well, I mean, obviously within Wicca, you get the involvement of uh, Doreen Valiente, and that's really where Wicca starts. And it's like... The beginning of the modern witchcraft movement, like, I don't want to, like, get too much into just, like, detailed history of Wicca, because there are many, many good and bad sources on that already, but um, you get kind of this, like, uh, it really starts out small, and you get, like, it's everything's got to be, and this is where, like, uh, uh, British traditional Wicca comes in, and, like, everything's, like, got to be linked back to New Forest, and, like, uh, everyone has to be initiative, and it's passed on, and, like, you know blah 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 and it's all direct linked it's all direct linked but what happens is is that because so many people want to get in on this um self-initiation rituals start getting published and um i think it's witchcraft for tomorrow is where doreen valiente publishes hers and it's uh that's really where it takes off is like it's a small fringe movement especially in like the 50s and 60s like not that many people it's like everybody knows everybody in the community at that point and again, then these people are not practicing folk magic. It's like, see, everyone tries to, to like legitimize their getting into it, though. And so everyone starts bringing up their dead grandmas. Alex Sanders claimed that the Alexandrian Book of Shadows was handed down to him by his dead grandmother, which survived, which I, as my favorite thing is there's this interview with Doreen Valiente, it was like 89 that she recorded it, where she mentioned she's read the Alexandrian Book of Shadows, and there's literally stuff in there that she wrote herself. And uh, like, yep. it's like, you get people like, you know, the... Uh, Gwen Thompson's uh, Read of the Wicca, which, like, she claimed was an ancient poem, but literally contains a couplet that Doreen Valiente wrote. There's so many times that people claimed things were ancient that were written because, you know, that were written by Doreen Valiente. Uh, Doreen but, Valiente was like all of our grandmas, right? <laughs> apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ancestor, he was the original witchy grandma. Right. Uh <laughs> But, but so what happens is, is that like then you get because you have all these people trying to legitimize the age of Wicca, uh, you know, for decades, everyone starts pulling in whatever folk, whatever actual folk magic practices that their families actually did have and try to integrate that in and shove it in. And that's where we end up with this kind of like grossness, the idea that there was a singular form because it all goes. It's Margaret fucking Murray uh, that there's this singular form of witchcraft. And that everything was a part of it, can be a part of it, and should be a part of it, which is, of course, nonsense. And we, but it's taken us to like effectively the 21st century to start to disentangle this shit. And like, I still get kids on Tumblr telling me that, and and you see this on TikTok a lot too, who still think that like Wicca and witchcraft are synonyms and not just like a type of overlapping circles. Yeah, yeah I, I think that that's that was a thing that people were trying. Okay, do you think that um, through especially through the seventies and eighties, and we get into the like the satanic panic? Do you think the reason that people were trying to keep witchcraft and Wicca meaning the same thing, behaving in sort of a respectability politics? Well, I think you get. I think you definitely get an attempt to uh, separate it from anything that might be vaguely satanic. I think a lot of it is so the big problem is you had in the 70s and 80s, especially like when it comes to like the, the Wicca is witchcraft thing is just 
uh, people don't read outside their sources, and we didn't have the internet is a grand thing um, because, like, you take a look at like so academics overall did not believe the Great White Wicker Witch Cult, like the Witch Cult hypothesis. It was still fringe, even with Margaret Murray like publishing that. Like that got it really into like Wicker Hands. But you got to think about the fact that it wasn't until like the early '90s that a lot of the witchcraft, until like Aidan Kelly publishes that a lot of the witchcraft community even starts to realize that the, the 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 grand lie that's kind of been passed on like isn't true because all the books all the sources that they're given like i mean imagine imagine you live in a world where the only access to information you have are shitty llewellyn books and that is say shitty llewellyn book <laughs> <laughs> Before that too, it's like whatever you learn, you learn through a lineage in your coven, and so your coven is like the whatever is like you know the word of whatever you right. know witchcraft to be. Right. If the so people who initiated you, if the people who initiated you told you that they were part of an ancient group, and the people who initiated them told them they were part of an ancient group, do you think to question it? Good nope. question. Do you, so, in some ways it becomes a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy. And is that how we get to Llewellyn books in the nineties? Well, I mean, and also, yes. you know, Llewellyn house <laughs> style it's, and, and I have to think that like, cause there are degrees of people. There are people who like, you get that first generation of witches. It's like Alexander knew that his grandmother wasn't a w and like knew he cribbed it, but do the people who he <laughs> initiated know? Like, I mean, it's it's so much like it's oh god the dead grandmas so many dead grandmas sometimes they were dead ants <laughs> dead great ants uh uh yeah dead great aunts twice removed yeah 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 <laughs> little old lady who lived down the block totally lived there yep. swear yep. sure she's been dead Must for five years by the time I tell you cottage. but it's <laughs> yeah so we've got this like I mean I think that one of the the important parts of this being like critical thinking, which is, is the fact that we do want to take the information that we have and find what works for us and what works for one person doesn't always work for everyone. And uh, that leads us to like, where do you think, like, so I guess we can, we did kind of start talking about the Llewellyn books in the nineties and the kind of explosion that that created. <laughs> Lazi, did you have a thing you'd like to say about the Llewellyn books? Oh man, I so I'm I was about to say like I, I'm a recovery, I'm a recovering silver wolfer. I've said this multiple <laughs> times. Um, you know, I'm just like you know what, well, like or anytime anyone mentions them like on any sort of Discord, I'm like I'm in recovery, Ma, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just we were we were all there, and I still have my my copy, and I I did dig it out because I don't want to give this to a charity shop because what I'm really concerned is that some poor bean is going to pick this up and do what I did, which was just like, oh god, there's no information about for me at all, so I'm just gonna you know the way that the writing style. Right. So the writing style is is very like you are special. You are the chosen one. And I think as mm -hmm. as when you are 13 odd or a teenager, you want to hear that. Right. Yeah. Because we are all like, you know, we're all super special um, and we're all like most of us are some sort of neurodivergent or genderqueer or, you know, we're, we're all somewhere awesome. And I just think you when you are growing up as a teenager you want to hear that you are special and what you're going through is not 
unique or you think it's unique. And I think that there is a specific writing style in the 90s um, that really preyed on that. Yeah. I think also like that kind of leads into the new age movement where the new age movement intersects with with witchcraft. And then you've got your indigo children and you've got your star seeds. (laughs) I mean, you're talking about the things that make you feel special when someone like to pick up on where those came from. It just oh. well, I named Rob Blavatsky earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like the origin of all things New Age. Yeah, it it is. It's kind so, of, yeah. It's so mm-hmm. terrible and racist. Um, <laughs> so awkward. Like looking back, you're like, hmm. what the fuck? Goodness sake! The idea that like all religions are one and all gods are one, and like it's and let's blatantly misinterpret like and appropriate things and like teach them wrong. Uh, while yeah. taking credit for where we clean the can, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of anti-Semitism I mean, too. And uh, d- d- I was d- about to d- say, d- just kind of a British way of thinking, really. I'm not gonna. I can say that, but you know, it is really, yeah. Colonialism. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, we're just gonna go along and take what's not ours. This looks nice. Oh, this looks nice. Good, nice culture you got there. Someone, a shame if someone would come along and just take it <laughs> it's uh so yeah i mean like the rise of the new age movement when you really get that into the 1970s it like it, it like it coincides like this whole like idea of like this appropriative spiritualism like especially you get um with the rise of like crystal healing and uh all this stuff it's it's very the timing is convenient and um like uh like it, it it's always like interesting, like when 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 you meet someone of a certain age and you find out they're a witch, you got to find out what direction they came in from, <laughs> as to whether or not they're going to turn out to be a, a, a like someone who's like, are you a crunchy granola witch or are you a crunchy granola witch? Um, are you a are you a witch who has crystals or are you a witch who has crystals? Crystal witch. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think is a good guess how do you do that what what questions do you ask so you vaccinated mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah good place to start <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah it's so, i mean and, and then you check their closet for old copies of the pyramid collection even if they say yes um I feel like it's the thing about getting older is that there there are there's an entire generation of witches where I will make a joke about the pyramid collection and they will just stare at me blankly and I was like there are these things called catalogs and we would get them and then there was like that page of the pyramid collection you don't let kids look at it's It's if you want to know why certain people like associate like yoga and and stuff with witchcraft, it's the pyramid collection. <laughs> I think also there was um was it um Marion Green did the Quest conference in in kind of 1964 with the Pentagram dinner, and she kind of started mm-hmm. off. Um, and I've read some of her books, and they are actually really interesting, but um. She went on to find like a quest, like um, like magazine type things, and like you were saying about like you guys were saying about like the pyramid collection. I mean, it does definitely sounds like 
that would have been the kind of like the quest sounds like that kind of thing that's going to be incredibly similar saying that alex sanders used to like send photos of his missus into the news of the world so and they were not good photos so mm, yeah the nakedness i don't know are, are there any positive things to say about alex sanders no there isn't there isn't at all it there's not there's not I couldn't find anything, to be fair. I was thoroughly researching this, and I was like, yes, Alexander is a man. <laughs> We're all very confident of that, thanks to the number of times he went on camera naked. Yeah. yeah. It's just, everybody skates. Everybody skates. So, um, If you haven't seen Alexander's talk. naked, you haven't Have you even seen Alex Googled <laughs> Alexander's. Don't. don't. Guys, guys, you don't. No. NSFW, like, no. Not safe for witchcraft, just. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I think what's really interesting, like, I know I don't want to like skip, like it's, so you get like the eighties and nineties where like the rise of the solitary Wiccans, particularly because of all these self-initiation rituals. And that's where we really start to see diversity in the modern movement because uh, Wiccans are telling everybody that they're really, that everyone else is really a Wiccan too. And, uh, <laughs> forcibly assimilates the rest of the community against their will and uh uh but what i think is really interesting is more what's happened in the last 20 years because get us through the 90s and um the 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 strange diversity and change in the community is the fact that i'm pretty sure on this panel out of the four of us i'm the only wiccan yeah I mean, I, I didn't have to say pretty sure. I know for a fact. I know all three of you. So, what do you think? But, what do you think was the change? Where do you, What do you think is the thing that that I, made people? Do you think it's the internet? I think it's it is the internet. internet. I one hundred percent think it. Like I'm, yeah. I'm forty two. Um, I'm like of the first generation of of, of witches who really came up with the internet. Like where it was like a I had a website when Your I was fifteen. Members.awell.com, thank you very much. <laughs> we all had Witchbox. I'm sorry. It oh my get god, Witchbox was so wonderful. Witchbox. I Witchbox. love so Witchbox. Oh, I miss Witchbox. Um someone needs to bring it back. The internet needs to make it happen. We need to bring they're, Witchbox they're back. They're running their Facebook page and that's it. Um is this oh. basically a directory that had events and like covens and covens like, events open circles uh, and individual witches could list themselves yeah. as like base social networking and so besides the fact that they they would publish essays of a wide spectrum of quality because it was essays from our community and while there are some brilliant people in our community there are some real not smart people too and so it's like. Yeah, it's we we. It we was did, a good resource. It was a great resource, and like especially like if you moved to a new town and you wanted to find out if there was a metaphysical shop, you could find out. Like it's, and maybe you'd find out that it was a listing for a store that closed down five years ago. But at least you could drive by the location and check. Like, or really, it's just a head shop that happens to sell crystals. <laughs> sometimes you get what you get. Um, I gotta get my crystals somewhere. No. Um. <laughs> It's 
like it but i really think that like the because also what happens is is that all the people who had been practicing various folk magic traditions um got to finally have platforms and say i'm not practicing wicca um (laughs) and and like you know it's so so some guy doing hexcraft gets to be like this is like a thing like we're nailing this on a barn. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> it's and so, but but what happens is, and that's when you get like so, like obviously, I'm not saying that there there weren't um, like secular witches 30 years ago, but what I and obviously there were people like trying to reconstruct family traditions 30 years ago. But what happens is, is that because these people also have a platform on social media, other people get to say, oh. This is an option. Never underestimate the changes in the world in your world just by finding out that something is a like something you could do. Um, I mean, I think that that's the story of my witch trajectory too. Is that I got these books and I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is interesting, but this isn't what I was looking for. And it, it honestly wasn't for me until I found Tumblr, and I was yeah. just like, wait a minute, there's. Like these people do this folk magic and they call themselves witches, but some people, not everyone who does folk magic calls themselves witches. Yeah. So that's where for me, finding, finding terms and ideas that reflect what I'm interested in, what I'm looking for, which is kind of what we're trying to do here with the critical thinking, witches. so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I had quite a large gap in my craft. So I was Wiccan and then I stopped because I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. You know, like there were some things that were more prescriptive and I was just like, I don't think this is what I believe in. Um, so I actually had a 10 year gap. Um, but when I came back to it, I was like, right, yeah, 100% with like Tumblr and stuff like that. I was like, right, this is more what I'm into. This is, and or finding ways of bringing some of that stuff that I had previously thought was awesome over in like a non-appropriative, a non-appropriative way as well. I mean, Bree, I think that your book is one of the first, like the first, some of the first witchcraft books that I read that I really related to was um, Ellen Dugan's books. But like your book was such a refreshing thing of like, here's a way you can do things in a way that I hadn't seen anywhere else. And, and it's like, it's self-published. And like, I come from a self-publishing background. So I was just like, yes, I love this. <laughs> what, what? I mean, I'm assuming like the short answer is that you created the book because you wanted, you wanted to see it in the world, but you have any other insights and thoughts on that? Um, it really was exactly that. Um, you know, they, they, they say, be the change you, you, you want to see in the world. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said it many, many times and I'll continue saying it, you know, Grove Daughter is the book that, yeah, that's my baby. That's my baby. Where, where, where she be? Where she be? Find the is. shelf over there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have the convenience of that I have it in Kindle <laughs> so I can just pick up my tablet. I love I love how dog-eared Lee's copy is. That just does my heart so much good. I love a well-referenced book. It makes me happy. Uh, but yes, I, I did. I wrote it to be like the book that I wish someone had written, um, you know, when I was starting out, you know, something that didn't necessarily go straight to, okay, well, if you're gonna, <clears throat> if you're gonna be a witch and you're going to get into magic, oh, hi, yay, there's another one. I love it. Um, 
is uh is you know they they all seem to go straight for the spirituality it's like you you must believe this you must believe that you have to do all of these you know the pagan oriented things and in a lot of cases wiccan oriented things um you know because for a long yeah. time that was the only model that we had well um, um yeah you know they all go straight to that and then you know maybe in the last third of the book they'll be like oh yeah and here are some basic tutorials on how to write spells how to ground and center here's you know a little bit of magical theory maybe if you're lucky Mecha magical mechanics what's that we don't explain how magic works you just put the things in the jar and you pray to hecate and then step four well, questions step five profit <laughs> a lot a lot of like even wiccan books don't explain how things work it's um remarkable mm -hmm. like i I, I realized that like because um, people, you know, I run I run BSG Witchcraft and people ask me questions for beginners and like and by the I for the record, you know, Br Br I met Bree because I asked people I needed to find good sources for secular witchcraft because I uh, was doing like a in, people asked me for like beginner's guide stuff. And I was like, I know how to do like Wicca because that's what I am. But I've never looked for like beginner sources and a random person uh, on Tumblr recommended Bree's book to me. And so I read Bree's book. And was recommending it like a good year before I met Brie. Um, but like, even if you get into the Wiccan books, and I realized this when um, someone talked to me because I wrote in um, in my I think I think it was my Dabbler's Guide where I, uh, guide thing my Dabbler's Week challenge thing where I wrote up how to ground and center, and I had people comment to me, "Oh, thank God, someone wrote that down," because even though all these Wiccan books tell you to ground and center. They never tell you how. And I realized that, like, from the beginning of my journey, that I learned how to do it from another witch. Like, I didn't learn it from a book when I learned it. And it's and, and I'm like, not everybody has access to other witches where they are. <laughs> like, it's, but, so, like, but we don't, but, like, and that's, like, that is a fundamental mechanic to that ritual, like, and, and doing that. And that part of the metaphysics is never because everyone, because people write the books, haven't been taught by another witch and think, Oh, you're just fucking ground and center. Just fucking do it. And it's like, yeah. So like it's, that's why uh, like literally, I think I recommended Bree's book to someone literally earlier today <laughs> on Tumblr. So I'm going to, I'm going to explain, I'm going to explain that the dabblers week is, um, we a couple of years ago somebody wrote this really terrible article about how like i read this witchcraft book and now i'm now i'm trying to learn how to be a witch in a week and like they did all these things and they decided that like witches were a bunch of like anti-science anti-vax people and i'm like where did you get this from and so instead of being like a bunch of outraged witches angry about this um as secular witch who was the person who actually coined the phrase secular witchcraft um on tumblr was like why don't you write your own dabblers week which I thought was so which, very DIY way of like turning around the idea. And so a lot of different people on Tumblr wrote what you would tell someone to do to dabble in your kind of witchcraft for a week. So that's another like a free yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. he's got my copy. Yeah, um, Alex, yeah, Alex adapted hers into a zine and I <laughs> adapted mine into a podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, whatever whatever works for you. That's what DIY is. Um, so that's also a really fun tool that you could work for yourself. How would you explain to someone in a week of like things to do what your practice would be like? Um, just to dabble in it. Um, 
So I guess this kind of gets back like where we should talk about resources and what are current resources that we think are really great besides, you know, your podcast. <laughs> what are other resources? Me, and, I'm a good resource. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What else can you tell us in five minutes? Little chunks. <laughs> like It's like the micro machine. A lot, person. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I was in awe and I'm someone who never shuts up and I was just like, <gasps> not with That's the next level. <laughs> Not Witch Talk. Oh, gee, no, no. There no, are no, people no. on Witch Talk providing good information, and then there's the rest of Witch Talk. Yeah. And it's just a TikTok is a toxic platform that's fueled <laughs> by either uh, it's it's fueled by outrage, and uh, uh, the the entire premise of Stitches is to like react. It's reactionary. It's a reactionary platform. It's it's one hundred percent and and not helpful and useful for any real information. Uh, I you know uh, ironically I'm gonna say Tumblr. Yeah. But it's not. But oh, only if you follow people. good people. But I mean, yeah. a lot of you do have to curate your own experience. But follow Ask at, Secular at least, Witch. At least It'll drive her nuts. Long form discussion. She'll hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I even tried to get her to come to WitchCon. Maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't handle her having a like a physical presence or voice. She is a. She can't exist. She is an angry, disembodied point of light with opinions, and I refuse to accept that she exists in the physical realm. I no. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Ah, else someone said no, that she, no, she's actually a dragon. No, she's trying to become a dragon. She has specified that she has not successfully turned into a dragon yet. <laughs> Only a matter of time, I think. Uh, I kind of knew dragon. that this uh, this panel would like degenerate into just like a, a Tumblr reblogging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> art note. <laughs> <laughs> Reblog. Bree's right, but yeah. you should also consider <laughs> yeah. that the origin of the word witch actually Re comes from the Old English witcha and witcha, witcha being the old being the feminine, witcha being the masculine. And actually we don't know the actual root words. And anyone who says that they know the exact etymology of the word witch is either following with an agenda or is poorly misinformed because linguists cannot agree where this word came from. <laughs> Unless you're Margaret fucking Murray, in which you just decided everything anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but she's a fucking Egyptologist. She was a historian. I just ah, sorry. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not and gonna talk about her anymore. One. I'm not gonna talk about her anymore. Uh, I can't. Up, she takes up too much. Yes, I was sorry. I was holding up. A book. <laughs> so this one's quite interesting. Um, I came to it via Lee. Uh, Miracles of Our Own Making, which is a history of paganism um, by Dr. Liz Williams. And she used to have a shop in Glastonbury. Um, but um, it's really interesting and it goes from straight from the scratch to modern magic. Um, and it is really good because it does not have the normal burning time myths. Like she definitely puts that to bed. Oh, fucking um, burning which, times. Oh, fucking burning times, man. Hey, hey, Lassie, did you hear that like nine million witches were killed? I, I heard that was well-resourced and uh, totally not something made up by one historian. And then uh, Gerald Gardner cherry-picked that number because it was the scariest. And then he claimed it happened over a different period of time, too. Yeah. 
so, so Trey's goal in life at the moment seems to be trying to give me an historical aneurysm, just in general, <laughs> because I accidentally witch-splained his own episode to him in the Them? Discord completely by accident, completely by accident. I hit the reply button to the wrong thing, and now, uh, yeah, and now it's different, different ways, and um, yeah. Yeah, a nine million, mate. Hundred, hundred percent. I'm gonna make a note. Lazi told me that nine million was correct. All right, it's in my book of shadows now. We're good. Now that we've talked about the modern witchcraft movement and where we are now, does anyone have any other resources you would like uh, to mention here? Um, Because I would like to move on to what we want to see in the future. If anyone has any thoughts about what you would like to see more of, what you'd like to see less of, a new witch box. would be helpful. A new witch box. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Alex, you're industrious. Go build a new witch box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have spare time. Why do I do? <laughs> I mean, honestly. You know what? If it's going to happen anywhere, if it's going to happen anywhere, it's going to be someone from Portland. Okay. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, couldn't it be a, like a, a, discord it could so i will tell Start you the, small. so like discord is like i think we've got all these great networking tools in front of us with like discord and uh tumblr and uh you know even regular social media i guess but um like the thing the thing that made witch talk yeah witch vox very different. Uh, Witchbox great was that it was just a single static site that there was technically moderators reviewing data and before posting it, like, um, and that's and that's that's what made it good because like the problem is is that with social media is that um, you have to curate everything yourself, right? You have to learn to um, effectively like you have to build your own BS detector before you can even get started. And that's that's the hardest part because like and this is it and this is really endemic the problem with a lot of like witch talk especially and it was a huge problem with Witchblur when Witchblur was bigger with new people like now there are fewer honestly the only reason why Witchblur is slightly better than it used to be is because uh, there are less new people um, and uh, we're we're good at yelling at people and uh, Tumblr's bad <laughs> at getting new users um, yeah Tumblr's just a bunch of different corners of people talking to each other so yeah. Maybe it's there and we just don't see it. Right, right, right. Well, right. It's um, but I guess my point is, is that like even then, like it's witch box. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Someone just go, you know, offer Fitz and Ren fifty bucks for the domain name and buy it from them. Um, because they still own it. It's uh the like the the problem is is that there's no like um. Like, and this is, the problem is that you have to you have to know how to identify bad information before you get started, and how do you do that? Like it's it's effectively relying on people to get lucky. It's like it's it's relying on people to get lucky to stumble across you know breeze stuff instead of stumbling. I don't want to like call out any particular creators because I feel like that would be a dick move. Um, also, I'll probably script their usernames and accidentally get everybody going like, this is the jerk. And like, I'll say the wrong username and then everyone will yell at some guy who's just trying to take TikToks of his cat. Um, <laughs> but I think also like, you know, the Amazon plugs a bunch of these books that are all written by the same oh person. Oh, my God. Covers on Lisa Chamberlain. Like, Lisa, Chamberlain. Lisa Chamberlain. Yeah. Like that, that weird thing of like books that are just being 
published by random houses that I mean, seem to just that's, need the witchcraft. That's, that's not just a witchcraft problem. That's a uh, the that's the self-publishing world in general right now. Is that it's self-publishing is a double-edged is a double-edged blade. It's you know you on the one hand you have uh, access to creators who otherwise would have been shut out or gate kept out of traditional publishing, but on the other side, that means no one is kept out of publishing and anything can get out there. And it means that if you have a category that, like, the fact is, especially over the last two years, uh, witchcraft has exploded in popularity. It's uh, um, and an unrelated thing. Uh, someone pulled up the uh, the Google trends for spell jars uh, when we were having a conversation on the Nerd and Tie Discord, and it was just like. It was slowly going up, slowly going up. Pandemic, <laughs> like skyrocketed. It's it. like uh, if you want to know why you can't escape spell jars. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, mean, it, I, I think. It, sorry, I was. Uh, well, well, what I'm just saying is that, like, it. See now, I lost. It's okay. It, yeah, it's just that it, it's so hard for a beginner. That's all. That's what we're trying to do with critical thinking, which is is be. Because like you can be, you can have arguments with people without being angry with each other. And I want to have a space where people have differing ideas, but still have critical thinking and science as like a concept that we can find common ground and facts to argue with, as opposed to people who just don't believe in any of the facts. And I think that that's kind of a good place to start. <laughs> Anyone and it's always thoughts? nice to like, yeah, it's good to have a, a a platform where you can have a conversation that lasts more than, you know, 140 characters or, you know, 90 seconds or, you know, that is that is out there in text. So you can have, you know, silly things like sources. Um, sources, I you did the hate in, in, the, in the sauce. Yes. Yeah, source, sources, I, I swear to God, including sources is like my kink. <laughs> does, any, does anyone here have any questions for our panelists? You can raise your hand. I don't know if, I've oh, if I'm going to answer that. questions, I better put my witch hat on. <laughs> Yay! Cracker box on my head? <laughs> over the headphones, I love it. Over the headphones, over the Work hat. Work with what you got. Over the hat, yes, yeah. We're double hat. Double, we're double hatting it here. Um, so you talked a lot about resources. Um, <laughs> and just, so I'd love to go around to all four of you. What are your top two resources right now? Like you're, you're different places in your path. Your paths are different from everyone else. What are your top two resources right now? Uh, I've been reading a lot of JSTOR recently, just various articles on that. Um, the, uh, the author I've been reading most often is Ronald Hutton. Um, he is a very well-respected, um, historian and he has written, yeah, thank you, Lazi. He has written, um, <clears throat> a number of amazing books and articles on, uh, on, on witchcraft and the history thereof. I highly recommend uh, his book, The Triumph of the Moon, as a companion, actually, to uh, Adler's Drawing Down the Moon. Um, 
Owen Davies is another one. Yep, I, I see uh, works by Owen Davies quite often. Uh, quite often, and um, yeah, there's there's just a lot that's on there. And fortunately, I I work um, I, I I work in the historical field, so I actually have access to JSTOR uh, through um, through my employment. I miss um, JSTOR if, if you so are much. on any sort of <laughs> if you're on any sort of like you know, university or college or school related thing, or even if you can just go to your local library, you may be able to access JSTOR that way. Um, you know, another use for your local public library, go and ask them uh, if they can get you in to, uh, to, to browse JSTOR and, and you can find lots and lots of wonderful academic articles that will teach you about the history of uh, belief in witchcraft, witchcraft practices, you know, the history of the various movements, whatever you want. It's amazing. That's, that's my favorite. All right. I guess academia.edu. Yes. Also yeah. good. Yes. It's, uh, I don't actually like necessarily like, so for like for resources for me, I don't really, I'm pretty set in my actual like witchcraft practice for most for like actually doing stuff because i mean i've been a witch for a very long time i figured out what worked for me and what didn't work for me a very long time ago and so like i don't often need other sources like i have the sources that i needed 20 years ago and it's i'm still learning and staying open to things like so most of the time if i'm doing anything it's for my podcast which means i'm researching whatever topic i need to that month and that varies anywhere from you know uh going out to like academic sources uh but a lot of journalism and reading things you know like when i did my lilith episode it was all academic sources and reading papers and uh digging through that stuff um but like when i did my crystals episode it's you know i'm reading investigative journalism pieces and you know doing research on that stuff that way um i think the the usual rule i uh, my rule of thumb is uh when i'm researching that stuff is i actually try to avoid witchcraft labeled sources altogether because um i'm usually trying to find the answer from outside of the witchcraft community before I look for, you know, when I'm trying to answer what's happening in the witchcraft community. Um, so that's probably not helpful. It's, I, I usually, you know, it's, yeah. Like, but I've also, I also own three copies of Drawing Down the Moon. So like, I don't. When you can throw it sec. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she does not like the book and it's hilarious. And I know why she doesn't like it. It's not that she's wrong. It's just, it's also still a really good resource. <laughs> Think about yourself. Yeah, so I was about to say, um, definitely more like science-minded and history-based. So um, yeah, fucking love history. Um, did it as um, a, a, a degree level. So I was, I think, is one of those things about that's what taught me the the kind of um, evaluating your sources um, and evaluating well what you're looking at and what people are trying to gain from you um but i think people can do that you don't have to access that level of education to get those skills so i didn't want to be like oh yes i've got a fucking degree in it because that's just wanky um so i just you want to make sure that you're you can still look at those how to to look at um sources and things i mean books i can stop buying books anytime i want to i just don't want to right now and I'm not looking at my spouse because he does not exist. 
even though his butt exists apparently according to everyone but like i was like i was like no i'm sorry guys i'm gonna have to bring up the butt because it's just it's 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 the, the elephant butt in the room it's, it's, um it's not bad no it's a good butt i mean yeah. obviously i'm biased but anyway um and it's just yes yeah, so, it's not drugs it's crack it's not cr- yeah drugs yeah. <laughs> I have the NHS. Yeah, My ADHD meds are cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, Elena, yes. Buying books and reading books are very two different hobbies, yeah. Uh, we, All right, yeah. we are we are getting close on time, so I want to ask Alex, yeah. what are your resources? And then we have two questions in the chat. Oh, just go with the questions, and I'm, I'm just here to tag along. Uh, so where is Ty's question? All right, uh, so Ty asked, um, I have a question about the history, et cetera. Um, and about the future and what you recommend to look out for, uh, specifically when it comes to white supremacy, how common it has been, Ooh. still is, and if anyone has any, any good recommendations on how to avoid that kind of shit, which is all over Europe. So I don't uh, like. Oh, sorry. So a lot, like, especially if you're looking at um, anything that is regarding the heathenism at all, you 100% um, have to read. Seriously, it's you research the author, you know, it's because uh, Stephen Flowers is all over the fucking place and uh, under more than one name. And uh, it's you, you like, I know it's like sounds kind of like basic to say Google an author every time, but a lot of times Googling the author is going to help. Um, unfortunately, it's you have to become adept in recognizing the uh, dog whistles of white supremacists to you know focused uh yes yes Buddhists and yeah. uh yeah the certain certain words they use to yep. try and symbols they use to try bloodlines oh man. as someone who has anglo-saxon descent so i was just like oh oh look at anglo-saxon witchcraft that'll be really interesting and then i was just like like yep and i was just like oh yeah i'm kind of into folkish folkish stuff because i had no No. clue what focused was so i said folkish with a h and someone was like i'm sorry are you saying that you're a and i'm like oh no because they use that word too yep yep and it was just like yeah and it's really like i don't think honestly ty i don't think you can't avoid it because it is so, I don't think you can ever avoid it because it is so intrinsically linked to like you were saying, like not like the, the Viking, the Anglo-Saxon. Well, if, type, I, like, if yeah. someone describes themselves as a Viking and not a heathen, but a Viking, it's a red flag. It's not necessarily yeah. that they are, but it's probably a sign. It's there are lots of things. So it's like, you have to look out for the red flags because sometimes people will say something on accident the way Lazi did, but sometimes they say it with intention. And so you have to pay attention to everything they're saying. Um, it's so you got to look out. It's you're going to have to learn what white supremacist red, like dog whistles are like, again, the folkish Odinists like that is that's like uh, a Satru is not the same as a Satru folk assembly. No. If you see folk right, in the name, so- yeah. Run. There's folkloric, which is different, and I think yes. that folkloric yes. is, is safer. So, yep. not to get the two confused. Right, no, folkish so- and folklore are different. Yes. Different. Yes. And I said folkish when I meant folklore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. You, you, you can't weed and line that. It's uh, no. you gotta. 
Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. One last question. If you could only do one action or activity from your practice, what would it be? And what does it give you? What gives you the most magical bang for your buck? This is a really question. Pumpkin mm. spice. <laughs> it's 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 potions. I'm gonna it's my it hill. Is. It's my basic white witch. It's my basic witch hill, and I'm gonna expire upon it. But yeah, pumpkin spice. These witch webs, they're 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 my shambles, and I love them. And uh, I've I've been making them for a good while because they work, and they're like a really good fidget. Uh, if you like a good fidget craft, uh, and you can you can make them to, you know, be all sorts of stuff and do all sorts of things. So you can literally just have like a hoop and some. Oops, I've lost an earring. Um, you you can have a hoop and some string, and that's your spell. And it can be any spell. So yeah, that I'm gonna go with that. Telling things to fuck off. <laughs> oh, God, Your specialty. It is my favorite thing about you, though. Know? <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds like a joke, uh, but it's a serious answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yes, Lee. It's banishing magic. It's ban- yeah, any true. any rock is a banishing rock if you throw it hard if enough. You throw it hard enough, and any time. Trey says okay. to fuck off. That's a banishing spell right there. Now we are all going to be banished because this is the end of our presentation, our chaotic and <laughs> what I feel like it was a rather fun discussion panel. Thank you all for being a part of this and I will see you on the tubes. Thank you guys so much for joining us for yet another month of the podcast. Uh, I want to thank uh, my Patreon patrons, remember, Patreon is really what drives this show. It's what lets us make this happen every month. And I want to give a shout-out to the people at the shout-out level of Stephanie Graves, Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Amber Schmidt, Neko of Truth, Claire Dennis, Kayla Burkowski, and Katie Williams. And remember, even for just a dollar a month, you get access to these episodes a whole week early. You just go to patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Uh, remember, you can follow the show on social media if if you want to support the shows in ways that aren't money, totally get it. Just share it with your friends. Follow us on social media, as I just said five seconds ago, but then didn't say any social media handles. On Tumblr, uh, I am T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. You can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. Uh, I, I have a Twitter, but I'm recording, so I'm recording this November 18th, and um, I have no idea when this episode goes public. Like, I've given it a 50-50 shot on Twitter still being there, but technically I have a Twitter still at twitter.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Who knows what will happen? Remember, you can uh, always find show notes and more information at bs3witchcraft.com. And uh, please uh, subscribe to the show on whatever platform you like. Obviously, besides the uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, um, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, uh, we're 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 everywhere and everything. So uh, just go off and do that, and you know, uh, it's it's been kind of a the weird 
it's been a weird month for me. This episode was supposed to come out in December. I had something else planned for this month, but that kind of got delayed, and I had this ready to go, so we're going with it. And with that, Majikins, I bid you a fond to do. Uh, dirt in our fingernails, brick in our hands. Let's get this done. <laughs>